As we remain standing, I would like to invite you to join me in prayer. Let's pray together before our scripture reading. Heavenly Father, we come to you through Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh, and because of the prompting of your Holy Spirit, and we pray that you will give us thirsty ears. Help us to hear your voice and grant us limbs that are ready to obey, to follow you, because Jesus has preceded us. We pray in his matchless name, and all of God's children said, Amen. Amen. Our scripture reading today comes from 1 John chapter 5. I'll be reading verses 5 through 12. 1 John 5, 5 through 12. Who is the one who is overcoming the world, but the one who is believing that Jesus is the Son of God? This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not with the water only, but with the water and with the blood. It is the Spirit who testifies because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify. The Spirit and the water and the blood and the three are for the one. If we receive the testimony of man, the testimony of God is greater. For the testimony of God is this, that he has testified surrounding his Son. The one who believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. The one who does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed the testimony that God has given concerning his Son. And the testimony is this, that God has given us eternal life and this life is in his Son. He who, does, he who has the Son has the life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have the life. Thus far the reading of God's Word and all of God's children said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Water, blood, and spirit. Hmm. Water, blood, and spirit. Well, I'd like to begin by making a comment that there are two worlds. There is the world of Old Covenant Judaism and the new world of the Messiah, the Messiah who fulfilled that old world. World. Right out of the chute in this passage, world is mentioned in verse 5. Who is the one who is overcoming the world? It is the one who is believing that Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus, the Son of God, ushered in a new world. And here, worlds collide. The old world rejects and denies that Jesus is the one from God, the Son of God. The new world is made up of those who receive and believe that Jesus is the one from God, the Son of God. Overcoming the world only occurs through Jesus, the Son of God. And this is a passage about the Son of God. The one from God, the one who came by water and blood. Well, this is also a passage about the Father bearing witness of His Son, and the Father's testimony is true. The Lord keeps His word. The Lord was clear in His instruction. Let every fact be confirmed by the mouth of two or three witnesses. To establish the truth of something, let every fact be confirmed by the mouth of two or three witnesses. Two or three witnesses. 
the Lord is doing this. He keeps His word. The Son of God, according to verse 6, is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. But verse 6 continues, Yet, not with the water only, but with the water and the blood. Not just water, and not just blood. Not just any water, and not just any blood. But there is something specific in verse 6. John says, The water and the blood. Not just the water only, but the water and the blood. Two witnesses, water and blood. Let every fact be confirmed by the mouth of two or three witnesses. So it's as if the water and the blood are still speaking. But there's more. The Lord complements and confirms all of this with an additional witness, a third witness, the Holy Spirit. So here it is in sum. The Son of God came by, arrived by, entered by, was displayed by the water and the blood. And all of this was and is confirmed by the testimony of the Holy Spirit. The end of verse 6. It is the Spirit who is bearing witness, for the Spirit is truth. Verse 7, there are three who are bearing witness. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Verse 8, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and these three are for the one. They're about the one testimony. Now, there are all kinds of things that could be said about this passage, and it is all too easy to miss the forest of faithfulness by hugging onto one singular tree and staring at the bark. I am fairly well aware of the various interpretations and comments on the Greek text, but I am rather concerned about the fog rolling in and diminishing the point of the passage and reducing the edification of God's people. I am powerfully disinclined to approach this as if it were some kind of seminary lecture or to promote something that resembles a Facebook debate. And I do not want to try to begin a food fight in the congregational cafeteria. I don't want to go there. Wouldn't be prudent. This is about the Son of God. Those are the bookends of the passage. The Son of God at the beginning, Son of God at the end. And the Son is mentioned throughout. This is a passage about the Father's testimony of His Son. To miss this is to miss the passage. Verse 9. We may be ready to receive the testimony of someone else, of men, but the testimony of, of God is greater since he has, verse 9 says, borne witness concerning his son or surrounding his son. The father has borne witness all surrounding his son. Yet still, if you're like me, still we wonder, 
What about the water? What about the blood? What about the spirit? Whatever it's all about, it has to be about the Son. Now, I'm also hesitant and will back away from getting all fanciful and doing some wax on and wax off with various viewpoints. There are all kinds of ideas out there. And I get it. There are biblical strands and flows and hints and scents all over the place. Uh, Creation, surrounded by water and the Spirit hovering. The new creation, the blood of Jesus Christ. A Passover, the blood on the door, and a passing through the water prompted by the Spirit. Mm Mm-hmm. John's Gospel, in John 1, mentions those born of blood or bloods. And in chapter 3 of John's Gospel, he mentions being born of the water and Spirit. It was also John's Gospel that mentioned the side of the crucified Savior, pierced by a spear and what comes out? Water and blood. All of that's there. Even so, what about the water, what about the blood, and the Spirit are all about this past and present testimony about the Son of God? The Son of God came by, was known by the water and the blood, and the Spirit says yes and amen. Here we go. This is a reference to the testimony of Jesus through the water of His baptism and the blood of His cross. The water of baptism. This is a bigger deal than many people Consider it to be. All four Gospels present Jesus' water baptism. All four Gospels mention the presence and the descent of the Spirit at the water baptism of Jesus. All four Gospels mention a divine testimony at Jesus' water baptism. This is, or you are my beloved son. God says, you're my son, son of God. With you I am well pleased. John the baptizer, even in John's gospel, says, uh, he came and, and I have seen and I declare that he is the son of God. It's the water baptism. Jesus came by or arrived by the water and the testimony of the Spirit was present and a voice from The Heavenly Father was given, this is my son. So he came by the water. He also came by blood. The blood of his cross. Now other than the fact that the crucifixion is also referred to as a baptism, got that, the crucifixion was also obviously the shedding of blood. Let me remind you of the gospel testimony. Jesus is crucified, and he gives up, the Bible is clear, the Spirit. Your translations may be say he gave up his Spirit. It says he gave up the Spirit. Hmm. Right then, the world was shaking apart. 
right then the veil of the temple was torn from top to bottom. Right then the earth was shaking. Rocks were split. Graves gaped open, exposing the corpses in those opened graves. Death was visible. Note, three days later, after Jesus rose from the dead, those bodies which had been visible in those open graves got up and walked around the holy city. Life was visible. Just after all of that shaking and tearing and splitting and opening, right then somebody said something. Having stood there, having been shaken there, seeing all of this, the soldier, the centurion, who was keeping watch, said, truly, this was the Son of God. On the cross, he sheds the blood. He gives up the Spirit. Then the Holy Spirit prompts the soldier to say, Son of God. Yep. At the water of baptism, water, Spirit, declaration. At the blood of the cross, blood, Spirit, declaration. Our Lord keeps His word and confirms every fact by the mouth of two or three witnesses. His own Son came by, arrived by, was displayed by the specific water and the particular blood, and His Holy Spirit is saying yes and amen to this and to this one. And we are supposed to do the same. The one who believes in the Son, verse 10, the Son of God, has the testimony in himself. The one who does not believe, God has said, you're a liar. So, let me conclude. What's the big deal? Why the water? Why the blood? Why is the Spirit with this Pointing to Jesus. Worlds collide. Some might say, what what kind of a Messiah receives the water of baptism? As if he needs to be washed. Who needs such a Messiah? Who needs such a one? Worlds collide. They may also say, what kind of a Messiah sheds the blood of his own body and submits to death. Who needs such a Messiah? Who needs such a one? To have this testimony in ourselves is a confession that we need such a one, that you need such a one. In the water of baptism, Jesus identified with his people. 
who need deliverance, who need exodus. With the blood of his death, Jesus took the place of his people who are dying. With the water of baptism, the righteous Son of God identifies with us the unrighteous who need to be washed. With the blood of his death, he took our place, the ones who deserve to die. So the water and the blood and the Spirit testify of another. And that is what we are supposed to do. Because God's signs are God's signs of what it is that the Lord does. I mark you as my own. I am the one who cleans you and I am the one who feeds you. The testimony is this, that God has given us eternal life or life in the age to come, in the new world, and this life is in His Son. So I will end, I will conclude with this fine benediction from the rector of St. Albans in Waco, Aaron Zimmerman. Jesus Christ willingly, freely, lovingly gave his life for yours, traded places with you. Your sins are his. His righteousness is yours. Know that. Rest in that. Now go. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And amen.